Hi, welcome to DC EKG, part of the Big Wig Podcast Network and distributed by our partner Evergreen. I'm Joe Grogan. DC EKG looks behind the headlines in Washington to dive deeper into some of the policies that Washington's heavy hitters are grappling with. I'm joined here, as usual, with my co-host, Eric Uland. Joe, thanks a lot. We're really fortunate to be joined today by a good friend of ours for many years, our executive coach and friend of the show, John Swartaki. He's the kind of friend you call to help move a body. And we're not kidding. (laughs) Yes, you are. (laughs) His bio spans 30 years serving some of the most well-known public officials in Congress and the White House. But its health journey with multiple sclerosis has been mostly unknown until now. Last year, he became a patient advocate after Congress passed the Inflation Reduction Act, and he began a nonprofit, nonpartisan effort to fight what he sees as an assault on patients and their hope. CZ, before we get started, could you explain to our listeners what multiple sclerosis really is? I'll give it a try. Thanks for having me, by the way. By the way. MS is a, 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 a neurologist condition, incurable, uncured, and um, where your body attacks its own nervous system. And it primarily, it, it chews away the myelin sheath on nerves, and so scarring makes nerves inefficient at doing what they do. Like, for example, you hear my voice, it's kind of slurry and slow. It, that's a version of ataxia, which also affects my walking. The muscles of my, my throat and my voice don't coordinate as well, just like my, my legs. Um, they're strong, but they just don't work well together. So that's what you're hearing now. I'm not drunk, trust me. But um, but anyway, uh, I had this um, disease. I was di- diagnosed in 1993. I was 23. I was basically working for a year. I just started on the hill, and um, uh, it was uh, it was really shocking to me. I've been healthy, active my whole life, and so I uh, after uh, one morning going to work. Uh, my vision starts going away, my left eye. Really? We, and so, so it, it, um, it starts to just fade to nothing. By the end of the workday, uh, I had called the insurance card in my wallet because I had no doctor. Uh, a doctor that, that, I mean, insurance that John Boehner made me get because he's like, you're dumb if you don't. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so I called up and like, well, I can't see what's going on. Who do I see about this? They put me into with a optic neurologist who then said, sat me down. He's like, look, to a quick exam. He's like, we have two tests we want to do that should narrow this down. Do an MRI of the brain and an um, a lumbar puncture, which is pulling, pulling fluid out of your spinal cord. And uh, we did those. Both were really fun. Uh, and they were able to tell me that um, it was one of two things. It was either a brain mass or it was MS. I'm like, okay, well, I root for one over the other. <laughs> so um, they finally said, uh, it's not a brain mass. I'm like, whoo, and but it's, it's MS. I'm like, okay, what's that? So uh, at that point, um, the protocol with neurologists was just rub some dirt on it, just watch, wait and see. Probably nothing, maybe nothing will happen. But they had no disease modifying treatments, they have DMTs to affect it, and so there was just uh, wait and see. And by and large, the rest of the year was okay. But over the next three or four. Uh, it started acting up more and more. And my career is, I'm working on the Hill and uh, um, and having a good time. And you'd worked in the executive branch first when he came to town. 
Yes. Spent two or three or four years there working for Jack Kemp, mm -hmm. then the Secretary of Housing and Urban Development for President George H.W. Bush, then came to Capitol Hill, started working up there. So this is about 30 years ago when you're diagnosed. Yet at the same time, you have a full-time job up on the Hill where people with a, a difficult condition, fairly rare. Yeah. No, you, right? Yeah. And yeah. so both members and staff really don't know how to work with folks who have something like MS. Yeah, it didn't really present. You, can, you can't see it. You know, a lot of people with MS say, everyone says, you, you look so good. And it, it's true. Well, I always do. But <laughs> um, but it really is, it's really inside your brain how you feel. And so by and large, I was able to, I didn't try. I was not hiding it from anyone, but no one needed to really know or see. Uh, but by, uh, by 95, um, it had been enough of a, problem that they wanted me to go on the first DMT, which had been approved later in 93. And so they put me on that. And that was the first and only treatment at the time. Um, but there are others at the pipeline. So I go on this disease-modifying treatment and uh, and what we didn't see. And um, um, around this time, I was working for um, for John Mayer and moving over to the presidential campaign or for uh, the Dole Camp campaign, back to my old friend. Right. Uh, and um, and so around this time, I'm doing this treatment, and I'm not really working. I'm, I'm not going to, yeah. And is the stress of work exacerbating symptoms? Is it creating challenges for you, flare-ups and the like? It, you know what? They, it's funny that you say that. For a lot of people, stressful life events do trigger MS attacks, and I was not finding that myself. But interestingly enough, when I was in the Dole campaign and it, it tanked, and it was done. Um, when the stress came off, about a month later, uh, is when I had, that's when the flare yeah, up really yeah. happened. In fact, I spent New Year's uh, of '96 in the hospital overnight. So was that the first time you were hospitalized? Uh, or, um, no, because back then you had to do um, when you did fusions. When you had attacks, they would just effectively the effect of like throwing dirt on it. They would give you. Um, um, steroids, and they'd have to do uh, it in, in the hospital. So a lot of times I would do overnight, and uh, or, or sometimes in, as an outpatient. But here was it got a really bad attack here at the end of the year, and that was not going well for the disease treatment I was on. My doctor then said, "Well, you don't know how bad you'd have it if you weren't on the drug." So, uh, so they recommend you come off the drug. He did not. To, he did not. Double I was, check. Yeah, I was. <laughs> you think you would, but he's yeah. like, "Hang tight." I'm talking now. Things are escalating. It's getting really bad. Really. And, um, and when you say bad, are we talking speech, vision, you mentioned before, ability to walk? It's, or is it just a compound series of physical challenges that keep you immobilized or worse, pain? What what happens during an attack? Crescendo is like it goes from micro to minor to, to, to medium. And so and the spacing of it, the it's called the type of MS I have is, I have is called relapsing remitting so it comes on and goes against and goes okay. into the water so and these were happening i was getting things would present things like ms hug which is when your body feels like it's taut i would get things like uh tinea uh, tinnitus 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 yeah. right yeah, yeah so. sorry uh things like that I feel i'd lose feeling my hands i would my sorry, my face would go numb for like days at a time so things are happening. These are mostly minor things, but things are happening that shouldn't be. So as uh, I left Dole, was, I, mean, I was 
I came back to D.C. after Christmas and being in the hospital, had been recovered pretty much fully. Uh, I got a job with Bill Paxson, and I go to the, back to the hill in Freight and Slop again. Uh, on the house side. On the house side. Okay. And, uh, and again, these episodes are happening 12 weeks apart, then 10 weeks, then 8 and 6 as the, through the course of the year. This is now 97. Okay, and, hold on a second. Yeah. Uh, personal life at this point. So we're talking a little bit about your professional life. You're doing well. You're, by all accounts, you're on the move. Presidential campaign, executive branch for a cabinet secretary. Uh, John Boehner, definitely on the move at the time. And Bill Paxson, you know, he's not in Congress anymore. And he, a lot of people have forgotten him, but he was a player in D.C. at the time. What's going on as far as your personal life is I am, concerned? I am battle to the metal. I just love in life. I'm like... At this time, I have girlfriends here and there. But my focus was like my job and having fun. I follow the Yankees. Yankees are, are starting to really peak. I go to the World Series in, in 96. Uh, and so they've been there for the first time in a long time. Uh, and so I'm just enjoying life with my friends and such. But uh, not really, a, you know, I'm not a homeowner. I don't have a house, don't have a house kids or anything like that. So I am uh, just trying to make the most out of my career. And having a great time. Paxson, no one will remember this, but it was a really tumultuous year uh, for him. In 97. And, yeah. yeah. And so, you know, he got, he got wrapped up uh, in what had Coon. been the Yes, they, right. they wanted to replace Springer Gingrich with him, unbeknownst to him. And that caused it roiled the waters a bit. And so, uh, again, as, as a press guy, it was, uh, and, and because Bill was serving Speaker Gingrich in a, in a appointed job as chairman of leadership, uh, we were right in the middle of it, and his job was uh, at the leisure of the speaker. So, um, anyway. so suddenly his job's in peril. So yeah, so right? he didn't want to do that anymore. So right. we, we and ultimately he exits Congress. Uh, yeah, well that was, but not before he becomes the there was the heir apparent to Gingrich. That, that, that he, after this yes, whole episode, he was, even though he has to depart leadership. Members are really pining for him. Ultimately, become speaker as quickly as possible. Yeah, they they basically fell on a sword. He, he, right. he, 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 he quit from the role and and went to back to his his favorite thing, which is raising money for candidates. And he, he helped. He, he was, and we, so you're chilling in Ellen. You have a boss <laughs> who could be the next speaker of the house. You have the frequency of these challenges becoming more and more or shorter and shorter in time as they present, right. yet you're still on the very first of any therapy that's available right. to, to reduce symptoms here for MS. What ultimately happens here as this frequency becomes closer and closer to being constant? Everything at once. It was like around February of, of 98 when uh, um, um, Paxson decides he wants to leave Congress and help. I mean, me to help him leave the hill and so just announce break the news to everyone and though at the same time uh not in the same or exactly the same order but senator lott was looking for uh new fresh and he's the senate majority leader yes and right. so i'm on the i'm in the paper a lot so i guess my i was on the radar and so they call up and they want to talk to me which was interesting timing but uh, ultimately it worked out really well and i decide we're going to stay with lott and paxton and have a no-show job for the rest of the year or dive into it in the Senate. And I'm like, uh, B. So I I went right into that. And uh, I went to lots of and it was great. But again, to your point, Joe, the episodes are still happening, um, happening more and more frequently. And so I literally, when I walked over to um, 
Mott's office across the rotunda for the interview, uh, I used a cane because my walking was getting wobbly, uh, not in a Maggie Thatcher way, but like for real. So, um, um, and but I kind of hit it in in, uh, in the Ohio clock corridor behind a beautiful column because I didn't want a lot of people to see, make judgments about what it was. And so, but nothing against it, a lot of people were awesome uh, because shortly after I started there, uh, things really went south. Like, it really hit hard. And uh, these two things are happening. I get hit hard. I'm at my loss of what's going on. I'm talking to everyone is being. I talked to a fine neurologist, Dr. Ken Johnson, who's a big guy in the University of Maryland, who led a study for a new drug, a second drug that's now come on the market. It's been on the market about six months, uh, called Copaxone. He says, look, it can't get any worse, so stop. And uh, finally, a doctor tells me to stop. And he's stop like, what? The drug. The oh, first okay, drug. got it, got so it. So like, it's not helping, so just stop. And uh, this other drug, I'll write you a script. So I, and, uh, I got a script for that. I go to fill that, but at the same time, uh, things really are getting really ugly. In fact, I was invited to the nerd prom uh, as Washington Post guest, the Washington Correspondent Center, and uh, unfortunately, I had to revoke, rescind my RCP negatively once I said yes because I couldn't. I was having these. Now the MS is being like acting more like seizures. I, I would be able. To, it would seize up my brain, my top, my vocal talk. My body would really stop mid movement. And let's explain to our listeners, for people who have not focused on John Swartaki and CZ's role, predominantly was behind the scenes. But John is briefing media morning, noon, and night. John has spent years advising members of Congress, Speaker, leaders in the House, Majority Leader, and members in the Senate on the Republican side how to deal with the press how to handle challenges. John is providing daily briefings for the press corps up on Capitol Hill, similar to what you see at the White House every day, but off the record, off camera. And John is doing this while at the same time managing a particularly challenging health environment and doing this incredibly well. Members rely on John, staff rely on John, people who met John in the private sector. The media rely relies on, on John. Yeah, absolutely. And most of all, they rely on John for accuracy, great information and timely information, which John is fighting through to provide to them, especially talk about tumultuous times in the midst of Bill Clinton's impeachment, because that's when John decided to come over to the Senate right in the middle of that firestorm and work through that whole trial and the aftermath of the trial, which was incredibly challenging for both ends of Pennsylvania Avenue. Well, it seems like it all, it all works together, but like in you know, there's a time warp for me, because before the trial began, before the, the articles were were voted on the house. Uh, I got really hit really hard. So at the same time, he write, I get written the script for the new drug. Uh, I'm hit so hard that it puts me in the hospital. I even spent time in a nursing home where it was just uh, I had to move back to my parents' home. It was I was not able to. Function. And this is in a pre-email age. So John is receiving pages. He's getting phone calls, Baby. and he's doing this all from his parents' basement. Yeah. Well, th this was. Finally, a time where I just had, could not keep up the ruse. I couldn't. I couldn't hide or. or but you had a lot of friends who helped along the way at, to, at your direction. Well, I mean, they, it was I, the kindness that was shown to me. Is I came and start. I can't talk about it here because it was just immense. I did. It looked like no one knew when I come back. In fact, I go to New York to my parents' basement and uh, uh, because I couldn't manage myself uh, alone and. 
even though I now have the new drug, it's going to take three months best to, to accelerate to, to see if it actually world. works and exactly. if so, be efficacious. So I see a MS doctor there who is this is an MS Saturday, Stony Brook University, who then but I go in the, ho- the doctor's office in a wheelchair, and she's like, uh, "The best thing ever that was ever done to me." She's like, "Well, you should get used to that." And I'm like, I was could not have been more motivated by something. So I'm gonna, I thought, I have an appointment in six weeks here. Uh, I'm going to walk back in here. So again, with gratitude I have for the, the, the drug, my perseverance, and God, I did keep, was able to walk back in that office. Because I made, while I was left D.C., I made it my full-time job to get better and uh, to work out every day. So, uh, but what was... What could have been uh, the swan song for me, living uh, as a subsidized ingrate in New York in my parents' basement, um, and I it, it turned it around, and and uh, I became came back to DC by middle of the summer. Okay, let's take a break there, and when we come back, let's talk about uh, where your career and how your disease progresses in this second stage of of your career and and uh, tenure in DC. We'll be right back. Thanks. Joe Grogan, Eric Hillen, and John Svartaki on DCEKG, part of the Big Wig Media Podcast Network with our distribution partner, Evergreen.